Welcome to Backlog Books. In this podcast, I will be recapping and discussing what I've been reading lately. My name is Kara. Thank you for joining me, and please be prepared for spoilers. I hope you all had a wonderful Halloween. I recently finished Little Thieves by Margaret Owen, which was good. It was a heist book. I don't often read heist books. I think I'll talk about it on the podcast eventually. Um, I am still waiting for the final book in the Lockwood & Co. series to become available at the library. It's fine. I can be very patient about this. It's going to be fine. But let's get started and talk about Setaganda by Lois McMaster Bejold. Here is the summary. Miles and Cousin Ivan go to Setaganda to play the part of sprigs of the nobility doing their diplomatic duty by good old Barriar. The idea is that they will gain diplomatic polish on this simple mission, but when the Setagandan Empress dies naturally and her lifelong attendant dies unnaturally, apparently a suicide, but there are rumors, Miles and Ivan find themselves in the thick of it. Miles tries to play detective in a strange, complicated, and deceptively alien culture, while handsome and lascivious Ivan manages to get himself involved with several noble females at the, at the same time, a diplomatic no-no of the First Order. As the plot thickens, it becomes clear that to fulfill a boyhood fantasy and save the Empire, it's up to Miles to do the job. He doesn't mind exactly, but... The Setagandan Empire? This book was published in 1996. It's like the tenth book published in the Vorkosigan saga, but like the sixth chronologically. And I must repeat my advice, which is to re read these books in internal chronological order. But don't start with Falling Free because it takes place 200 years in the past. Or do. It's up to you. And honestly... I think Bujol does a good job of making these readable as like a standalone, but it's more fun to have all the context. Lois McMaster Bujol is our author, and I love her. Uh, I desperately need to read some of her other books. I'll get around to it. It's on my list. So, the Vorkosigan saga continues, and there's nothing you can do about it. I mean... I guess you could skip these episodes, but you can't make me stop making them. The galactic consequences of Miles Vorkosigan's vacations continue. Miles, you may recall, has been our protagonist of the last two books, wherein he has caused no problems at all and has done exactly as ordered every time. He is basically as high up in Beriyaran society as one can be without being the actual emperor, and is therefore a huge problem for everyone who tries to enforce a command structure while he's around. Miles and his cousin Ivan, um, and we have seen Ivan in these books plenty. I can't remember if I have mentioned him in the other episodes before. He kind of acts as like the brawn to Miles's brain. Um, I do not say this to disparage Ivan. He is also the most sensible person that Miles knows. It's just that he is constantly caught up in Miles's shenanigans. 
you kind of need someone like Ivan to balance out some of Miles's eccentricities and to say stuff like, hey, normal people wouldn't do this. Uh, so Miles can ignore him. Anyway, Miles and Ivan, comedy duo, are on their way to Setaganda to attend the funeral of Setaganda's dowager empress. This is meant to be a simple diplomatic mission. Miles and Ivan are under strict orders to just stand around and look pretty in Ivan's case and represent one of the oldest houses on Barriar in Miles's case. I mean, they're attending a state funeral. How much trouble can they get into? Um, and there's some important extra context here to understand the current situation between the planets of Setaganda and Barayar. In Miles' grandfather's time, there was like a whole 20 years where Setaganda invaded and attempted to take over Barayar, and in fact occupied a lot of the planet before they were driven off. And in our previous book, The Vor Game, there was a teeny tiny invasion attempt that Miles was instrumental in stopping. So tensions between the planets are, shall we say, high, while at the same time they're trying to pretend everything is fine, we're all fine here now, we're all friends, there's no problems. Good for them for making the attempt, anyway. Suffice it to say, most people would really like everything between the planets to continue in a non-bellicose fashion. Don't go to war. Okay, everybody? Don't do it. So Miles has recently graduated from the Imperial Service Academy and technically been given a job in the, it's the spy network, I can't remember the actual name, but he's sort of in this wibbly-wobbly in-between jobs situation because of his political position. He's a difficult subordinate to have because he's terrible at being a subordinate, but he doesn't have, like, the experience and seniority needed to, like, actually give him a command and not feel weird about it. So he's sort of cooling his heels, not doing very much. Before they even officially arrive at Setaganda, the problems begin. So Ivan and Miles' little space shuttle is stopped in the equivalent of a suspicious dark alley for space shuttles and boarded by a stranger. For some reason, this makes Miles and Ivan overly cautious, and they jump the stranger and divest it of two items, a weapon and a rod with an unknown seal on it. Their stranger then escapes. Ivan spends the next 200 or so pages asking Miles when he's going to tell their superiors about it, while Miles gets deeper and deeper into the mystery and keeps saying, oh yeah, real soon, Ivan, I'm going to tell them any day now. Listener, he does not tell them soon. While they are mixing with Setagandan society, there are a few incidents which might, by a paranoid person, have been called assassination attempts on Miles. And then when they finally make it to the Dowager Empress's funeral, they find a surprise familiar face. Remember the stranger who boarded their shuttle and who they stole a couple of mysterious items from? That person is dead near the Empress's coffin, probably murdered. Miles, instead of telling his superiors literally anything about his suspicions, gets accidentally deeply involved with a crime happening at the absolute highest tier of government on Setaganda. 
I say accidentally, but he chooses at every step to wade deeper and deeper into the morass and to keep his superiors out of it. The gist of it is that something very important has been stolen from the Setagandan Emperor. It may or may not be the mysterious rod Miles liberated from the stranger before they even landed on Setaganda. Someone may be trying to frame Barriar for the theft. Miles, unable to resist the idea of saving the day, even if that also means saving a former enemy empire, lends himself to the investigation. I say lends himself, he sticks his nose in where it does not belong, causes chaos, and is there to help solve their problems, whether the Setagandans want him to or not. And here's the thing about Miles. He so desperately wants to prove himself and be taken seriously. When his commanders at the end of the book are like, hey, why didn't you tell us about this? This could have been disastrous for our, our whole empire, for all of Barriar, the planet that you are meant to be protecting. And Miles has to say, I didn't tell you because I didn't want you to take the responsibility away and give it to someone else, someone more senior. I wanted to be the one in charge of it. Obviously, it works out okay for Miles in the end. He gets to pull a heist-slash-rescue mission with a couple of little old Setagandan ladies, which I loved. I also loved the continued theme of Miles having no idea how to be anyone's subordinate. He meets the Emperor, the Emperor of Setaganda, and has to remind himself that most people don't think of emperors as their childhood playmates. That's just what growing up with the Emperor of Beriar as basically your brother will do to you. These books continue to be very good and very fun to read. They do continue to tackle topics like genetic engineering and societal imbalance and the way people with disabilities are treated and lots and lots of other things. Um, I am due to read another one soon. I just need to decide which one. I actually already decided. I bought a bunch of used copies online. I'm just waiting for them to arrive. And that's it. I don't have a specific recommendation to follow up this one. Um, the Vorkosigan Saga books are so... They're so uniquely themselves. They're like spy thrillers, heist, uh, war game books. There's a lot going on. So yeah, if you like the Vorkosigan Saga, read more of the Vorkosigan Saga. <laughs> um, and join me next time to hear about... The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, because I'm going to re-release my old episode on it, um, there's, there's a movie version of the book coming out, which I hope will be good, but, you know, who can say? <laughs> oh yeah, and as always, you can contact me at backlogbookspod at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to support it, the best way to do that right now is to rate and review it, or just share it with a friend. You can find the pod on Facebook at Backlog Books Podcast or at BacklogBooks.com. The music is by Joseph McDade. You can hear more of his work at JosephMcDade.com. Thank you for spending this brief time with me. 
I hope to talk with you again soon.